Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. So I have a quick message today to share with you. If you open your Bibles to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Because I realize that if we can go and preach the gospel, there's, there's more to that. Anyone can go and preach the gospel. Anyone can share about someone's faith, about your faith, and tell your friend about Jesus and invite them to church. Most of you guys think evangelism is inviting people to church. It's more than that. I believe there's a deeper foundation why we need to evangelize. I believe there's deeper foundation how to evangelize. And I could give you a book and I could say, hey, give this to your friend and have them read it. You could go ahead and do a street prayer walks and stuff like that. That's all good, amen. You can invite them to your outings and things like that. You can have barbecues and you can have all that. But let me tell you something. Without you walking with Jesus, none of that really means anything. Without you, part of walking with God, everything you do in a local church doesn't mean anything. What Jesus is worried about is what is your relationship with him. And I guarantee you, when you're closer to him, God will draw people to him. I love the book of Acts when, when the people of God got together and they, it's pretty simple. And that's the start of the church. It's basically they listened to God's word. They were, loved each other. They broke bread together. They sold their possessions and they gave to the poor. And the Bible says that they were in awe of God. The question I have is, is the church in awe of God? Or is church just being the church just coming in here and singing songs and all this stuff? It's more than this, amen? It's more than this once a week on a Sunday, small groups. It's more, it's more, it's more, it's more. And I want you to understand this. Put it in your DNA. Your walk with God is more, more, more than American Christianity. It's the beginning of relationship with God. Amen? I can't imagine me and my wife. I just see her once a week. I can't imagine me and my wife. I, I, I'll see her on Wednesday. I can't live without her. I have, to, I have to see her every single day. I want to have a relationship with her. She lives with me. And God wants to live with you. So, you want to evangelize? You want this church to be an evangelistic church? Take that word evangelism, and I pray that you will be a church that is in love with Jesus. Because when you're in love with Jesus and you get closer to God, everything else comes to play. I truly believe that. Look what it says in John chapter 15. And this is his words, not my words, not anyone else's words, but it's Jesus' words. And I'm going to give you some advice. Listen to Jesus' words. Because it's life, it is power, it's going to change. I'm telling you, if you're here 
and it's your first time hearing the gospel, I pray that this will change your life. But if you're here and you follow Jesus, I pray you will be obedient to this word. And look what it says here. It says, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Or every branch does not bear fruit. He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Everyone say more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You remain in me. Another word, another word, abide. You abide in me. You remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can, be, can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Man, Jesus is saying remain a lot here. Amen? He's, he's really saying something here. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me, I in, in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire. Hello. Some deep words there. Again, another word, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, he sounds like my mother, always repeating himself. Right? Your parents say that to you, right? Verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Show yourself. Ready for this? Showing yourselves to be my disciples. So what do we see here? What do we see? We see Jesus really emphasizing that you need to walk with me and be a part of my vine. If you are away from my vine, you're not going to bear fruit. But when you're part of the vine and when you're part of me and you connect with me, you're going to bear much, much fruit. I want people to know who Jesus is, amen? But if I do not connect with God, my words are nothing. My words are nothing. If I go in the mall, Staten Island Mall, it's beautiful now. You're still in the mall now? It's crazy. It's amazing. If you go to the mall and, do, and just start talking, but you're, you're not focusing on God's word and got closer to God, guess what? Those mean nothing. Connecting, connection will open your heart to God. Jesus is saying at the last, in verse 8, he basically says, you will be a disciple if you remain in me. You will be a disciple if you remain in me. And this is the most important thing I think God wants. He doesn't want you just to be an evangelist. He wants you to have his heart. Let's get that down. Write that down. He wants to have his heart. He wants you to have his heart. Better than anything, he's more concerned about your fruit you produce because giving is his job. Amen? Giving salvation is his job. He's more concerned about your fruit rather than you preaching the gospel. He wants you to get closer to him. Let him do the rest. 
Let him do the rest in your family's life. Let him do the rest in your friend's life. But you be faithful. You stay the course. You don't back down. You get closer to God. Now this is the thing. Some of us are getting closer to God and all this stuff, but we don't share the gospel. You see, when you get closer to God, sharing the gospel is a part of that. Because you cannot stop talking about Jesus Christ. When he's in you, you cannot stop talking about Jesus Christ. Amen? This is a different than anything else. When you know who Jesus is and you know him well, guess what? You cannot stop talking about the goodness of God. I'm sorry. You cannot stop talking about it. That is bearing the fruit that's what you have and what you're connected to. Amen? I want people to walk around and be like, yo, this man is different. This man is weird. This man is crazy. Why? Because I don't know why. Because he loves God so much. I want to walk around like that. Amen? I want to walk around my neighborhood meeting every business owner, everyone in that neighborhood. and be like, yo, I love you. God loves you, man. I, I want to be a light in my neighborhood. The only way to be a light in my neighborhood is if I abide in Jesus. Amen? So you, you can't separate that. So when you abide in Jesus, guess what happens? You cannot stop talking about him. Therefore, your agenda has changed. Your agenda has changed. When you see him, when you read, um, it's more than reading the Bible. It's, it's reading the Bible. It's praying. But when you get into a deep relationship with God, I'm telling you, man, I, 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 Pastor, I believe when everyone gets in deep with God, this place is going to take those black holes out. Amen? Take them out because people want to see people on fire for God. So there's two things I want to talk about. Number one is abiding in Jesus. And he basically says it like nine times, remain and reign, remain, or the word abide, abide, abide. Abiding and sharing is the only way that you will see God. And I see that because I see God in my family. I see God. But every time I share the gospel, every time that, 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 that I'm, in, I'm in a rough moment in my life, I seek the face of God. But every time I do the business work of the Lord, things happen. I know people out there that something happened. They lose a job and they're like, you know what? I need a break. I need a break from everything. I'm not going to go to church. I need this. I need that. I need this. And, and they're in this circle of, of, the, of, of just like... Of, of themselves, but I think when you are in that, I think you're away from God. But I do believe this, when you're in God and when things and storms come your way and you still do God's work, man, God shows up. Because when you take care of God's business, he takes care of your business. Amen. He takes care of your business. I'm telling you right now, I remember getting fired from my job. Danny called me one day. Hey, come to the office. I'm driving to Jersey. I think my boss going to talk to me. I'm driving to Jersey. And literally 20 minutes meeting, he looks at me and says, hey, I got to let you go. This is full-time ministry. Hey, I got to let you go. Yeah, okay? Love you. Goodbye. 20 minutes. I knew the guy for 10 years. 20-minute conversation. Hugs me. Goodbye. He was lucky I'm a believer. 
I was like, yo, you know me for 10 years and 20 minutes. You tell me all this. And it broke my heart. I went in the parking lot. I'll be honest with you, I cried like a baby. And the Lord spoke to me and says, don't stop what you're doing. He said, don't stop. Because everything I was doing, it was ministry. I was doing basketball tournaments all We did basketball together. We did basketball tournaments all together. We did so much stuff, reaching out kids. Blah, blah. And he just said to me, this, getting fired doesn't mean stop doing what God's called you to do. Lost my job, all that stuff. I called my wife and said, baby, just lost my job. She was like, okay. That's great. That's it? Yeah, well, this happens. I lost my job. Like, come on, girl. Cry with me. Let's cry together, you know. We love each other. She's like, listen, she goes, you have to do what you have to do. This is not going to stop us from what God's calling us to do. And I just realized that, man, I have to be part, if I'm not, because, again, if I, I'm not with God, that moment, if I'm not abiding in God, if I'm not seeking the face of God, that moment could be a, a changing moment for me saying, I'm done, I'm, it's over. God bless you all. I'm going to do a circular job, like, you know, let me, just do, let me just do whatever I have to do to survive. But God says, take care of my business, I'll take care of your business. I did, I did the business, man, I did God's work for all those time in six months. Guy, a guy calls me up and says, hey, Danny, listen, I heard you got laid off. I say, yeah, man, I got laid off, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm going to send you a $5,000 check. Is that cool? In my car, in the Bronx, before I went to go preach somewhere, he goes, I want to give you 5000 I say this because I say these numbers, I say these stories, not to, to boast. I say these stories because God is real and wants to work through you and with you. And if you honor God and you remain in him, he takes care of you, amen. He opens the doors in your life, not because you want to, to boast, in, boast, but listen to me. I, the only way that this would happen if I just remained in him. And the Lord opened the doors six months later and I am working for a ministry right now called Youth for Christ. Making more money. Than before. I just got blood. Amen. But listen. And it's not a formula. It's, it's obedience. It's not a formula. It's obedience. And now I work with kids. that are incarcerated every single day. I work with, with mentors and building mentors to come into every facility in New York City. Mentoring these young men and young, young women. I have never thought that I would be in that position mentoring kids in these facilities that are totally lost. They'll never see their families. God is opening doors for you and for me. It's because we remain in him. And he wants to remain in you. Abiding and sharing is a disciple way. When you abide and when you share the gospel, that's a disciple. If you, uh, but if you share and not abide, that's a Pharisee. You see, we can share, we can tell people our church, but if you're not abiding, you're just telling everyone else to come to a dead church. But when you abide and when you share and you want to become a disciple, you're telling people be part of the kingdom of God.
Be part of the kingdom of God. Be part of the people that are humble. Be part of the people that are respectful. Be part of the people that are relational. Be, be part of the people that wants to make a difference in our community. Be part of the people that are calling God and only God. When you abide, you're letting the world know that you belong to Jesus. And you let God deal with everything else. You see, when I was doing youth ministry and still doing youth ministry, I thought I was a savior. I thought I had to go to every park and preach the gospel and get kids to church. But let me tell you something. God said, no, abide in me, share the gospel, and I take care of the rest. You just have to be obedient to me. I, the Bible says that he draw all men unto him. Not to dance in Abra, not to gobble on my city, not to whatever I do. It's his word, his name that brings people to him. Amen? But the question I have today is that are you being obedient to what God has called you to be? Are you being obedient to what he wants you to do? Listen, he didn't tell his disciples go and preach the gospel. First, he said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Then later on after the resurrection, he's not to go and preach the gospel. Right? He wants that relationship with you people. More than anything in this world. When you abide in him, things change. Number two, I want you to think about this word. Unity. Everyone say unity. Unity is probably the best form of evangelism. Because you look at John chapter 17, again it comes from Jesus' mouth. And I don't know about you guys, but when the word of God and Jesus is speaking this, I'm telling you, when you are obedient to his word, you're going to see something different. And it says in John 17, and I believe this, I believe this, at the end of the preach, I believe this, when... When we think about evangelism, I want you to think about not like Billy Graham. He's a man of God. Not about these Louis Palau Association. Those are good stuff. That's, that's the call. That's what they're called to do. But I want you to think about when you want to evangelize with your local church, you're telling the whole community that you belong to the kingdom of God and the unified church. That's what you're telling people. And this is what it says in John 17. And this is probably one of my favorite verses because Jesus is praying. Jesus is praying and he prays this prayer that rocks the disciples, that rocks the reader. And says, wait a minute, Jesus, the son of God, Jesus, the creator of everything, is praying to God. And he's praying for this moment that he wants to see. And this moment is powerful. He says, my prayer is not for them to be alone. I pray also, is verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. My prayer also is for those who will believe in me through the message. So church, if Jesus is right here, he's basically saying to you, hello, if you believe the message, that's his prayer. That all of them may be what? One. Uno. Right? That's my Spanish for you guys. They all may be one. Father, just as you in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. 
So this is a picture of Jesus praying this prayer. And I love this. He's basically saying, if they're one like me and you are one, when they love each other, when they're united for me and you, God, when they're united together, then the world will know that he is the son of God. So what does that mean at the local church? What does that mean about us? What I think what it means is that the world needs to see the real love. And the real love is when brothers and sisters unite together in the love of God. Amen? This world is answering, is asking for questions. These, they, they want the answer. They want this. They want that. Why is this going on? Why is this? Why? Everything is going on here. I'm telling you, this world is dying. This world needs true love. This world needs something. And I believe the only hope for this world is the body of Christ. And if we're not doing our job uniting with each other, uniting with each other within our local church, we're not going to tell the world that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, he said, then the world will know. That means unity, to, unity with the body of Christ is very important to Jesus. This is the key thing here. I wrote this note down last night, like 11 o'clock. I'm like, the, the world needs to see proof. The world needs to see proof about what we believe in. It's all about the evidence. It's all about, oh yeah, you serve Jesus, so tell me the evidence. And then I tell them about my testimony, and they're like, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. You were once a crazy kid, and now God changed your life. Okay, I believe you now. They want to see evidence this world. You see, the world didn't see the cross. They didn't see Jesus dying on the cross, but they could see the love of God today. They don't see the cross. They haven't seen the cross. We haven't seen the cross. I'm telling you now, if we were there at the cross when Christ died on the cross for us, man, I, I, as a disciple, I mean, that's powerful for us. But we didn't see that. But we did see is the love of God. What we did felt is the love of God upon our lives. And I'm asking you to be the church that shows the love of Christ. That love of Christ that was on that cross. That died for us. That gave up his life for us. That's the cross. That's the cross. So what are we going to point? We go to the neighborhoods, what are we going to point to? We're going to point to ourselves or we're going to point to Jesus? We're going to point to our church or we're going to point to the kingdom of God? We're going to point to ourselves or, or point to something that try to make them happy? So I'm asking you to walk out of here saying, God, I want to be closer to you than ever before. I don't want to play around anymore. I don't want to just go to church and, and think that I'm doing my best. And that's it. I, I pray that you would take every moment of the day and think about strategically how am I going to get closer to God? How am I going to 
just not just read the Bible, but to understand it, to really dig it, to really be hungry for God. Because I'm because Jesus warns us if you are apart from him, if you are apart from his vine, you would lose. But when you are closer to him than ever before, you will have his DNA, you will have his power, you will have his anointing, and that everyone else will know who you follow. And if you walk in unity, and you walk in unity, love each other, despite, sometimes we get on, on our nerves, despite the, the struggles we have with our family, but when we walk together, together in love, the world will know who Jesus is. The world will know who Jesus is. The world will be like, wait a minute. The answer is in front of us. The answer is in front of us. It is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's because there are people that are humble. There are people that will travel the world. There are people that will give unconditionally. There are people that will sacrifice. There are people that will love the hungry, that love the poor, that will clothe everyone. There are people that will love the rich and love the weak. There are people that will do whatever it takes to change this world, and they're doing it for one person. And when they do it for one person, there is evidence about that. Guess what? I want to follow that Jesus. I want to follow that God. I want to know more about Jesus. Amen? When we go to the neighborhoods and we feed the hungry, we go to the neighborhoods and we give and we provide for the poor, we go to the neighborhoods and we talk to the rich and love on the rich. Hello? Some of us think that evangelism always is only for the poor. Let me tell you something, the rich need it. When we go to the neighborhoods and knock on the doors of the businesses and say, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm here to help you, support you, whatever you need, just give me a call. We go to your local high school, local schools and say, whatever you need, we're here. The church is here for you. You need to paint the school, we're here for you. You need to love on your children. You need mentoring, you need tutoring, you need all this. We are here. We are the body of Christ. There is no other organization that has, I believe this, that has all the resources. It's the body of Christ. You know why? Because we serve the God of all resources. And the God that we all we serve has everything. I love when someone asks me, Yo, Danny, you know somebody? I'm like, hey, I, I got to do that. I'm like, yeah, I know somebody. It's like a Brooklyn thing, you know. Yeah, I know somebody. Yeah. Make a phone call. Yeah. Graphic designer. Yeah, I know somebody. Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. Do what you got to do. I know somebody, I know somebody, and I always go to the church because we have the best resources. We have the best resources. And because we have, and this is true, we have the heart. We have the heart. It's not a selfish thing. We have the heart. Amen? We have the heart. We have the heartbeat of God. So I want us to understand as we close. I want you to know this. Take away the word evangelism and you go in the streets in the corner of Sunset Park and you're sick preaching. Get the words out of your, 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 your thought of, you know, I have to go and knock on the doors and 
give out tracts. That's all good. That's amazing stuff. But the best thing to do, the best thing to do is to have the heart of God. And that means abide in him always. Is this going to fall? Abide in him always. I'm like shaking. I'm like, abide in him always. Foundation. This is better. Abide in him more than ever before. I'm, I'm telling you right now, church, this is the way I think God wants us to do. He wants what he started. That means he wants what he created. When he created Adam and Eve, he created them to worship him in a relationship. He wants to go back to that and he wants a relationship with you. And I believe a lot of us are far from God. A lot of us are not talking to God enough. A lot of us depend on our pastor's spiritual walk, our mom's spiritual walk, our wife's spiritual walk, our husband's spiritual walk. If my husband's okay, I'm okay. No, 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 no. God wants to abide. He wants you to abide in him. And I pray the more you get closer to God, the more exciting the more power, the more anointing, the more blessings, the understanding of your calling will be evident to you. And I pray that when people see you on fire for God, they're going to ask the questions and you're going to share them about the call of God upon your life. And you're going to give them the invitation the greatest invitation, the greatest gift, you're going to let them know about Jesus. And you're going to say to God, God, if you can use anything in this world, you can use me. Because I'm willing and able. Because I know you more than anything, Father. I'm more, I know you more than I know my wife. I know you more than I know my husband. I know you more, God, than I know my child. God, I want to know you more than anything in this world. Lead me to be the light in this community. Lead me to be a light wherever I go. Remain in him. Church, I'm going back to Brooklyn, back home. And, but let me tell you something right now. We're still family. And my prayer is that the church of Kuha would be a church that's in love with Jesus. In love with Jesus. That's the best place to be. If you're missing that, I pray that you literally stop what you're doing and say, God, here I am. Sometimes as pastors, we wish we know every single one's heart. But only God knows your heart. And only God can change your heart. But you have an opportunity to confess your sins, confess what is going on in your life, and say, God, here I am. Here I am. Just bow your heads as I pray for you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.